Hey, and welcome back to Trails and Trailers. This is our first episode on the road, and it is day four of our road trip. We had another drive day today, and we just arrived in Las Cruces, New Mexico, for White Sand Dunes National Park tomorrow. So far, we've been to Quartzsite, Arizona, and Tucson, Arizona. And now, as Emma said, we are in Las Cruces. All right, a quick update on what we've done the past three days, three and a half days. Um, so we arrived in Quartzsite, and uh, it was very, it was very hot, 100 degrees, over 100 degrees every single day. It was scorching out there. Yeah, um, it was bad. <laughs> um, so, so but uh, on the drive over to Las Cruces, uh, it was a dramatic change in the weather. It is thunderstorms now, so um, no more heat. And uh, Mia is now stranded. Uh, would you like to explain that for us, Mia? That's right. I'm stranded with Emma and Julius' family because my dad, um, his truck is having some problems and it's in the shop right now in our last location. And so I went with the Magnusons to experience the sand dunes and i do not have enough clothes for this but you know what <laughs> it's fine everything's okay it'll be fine it's only a couple days hopefully hopefully cross so, those fingers yep. everybody but he is stranded in the there's they're stranded in the 115 degree location <laughs> yeah. and even in the middle of the day our trailers so, couldn't get below 80 so. good luck to them yeah let's pray for them yeah best but tomorrow we've to got them. sand dunes yeah coming. yeah tomorrow tomorrow we might be able to go to the sand dunes but it's also supposed to be thunder and lightning so i the, think it's fine we can go either way oh no the national park service recommends that if there's thunder and lightning you go down and you squat down on a ball but you also go on your toes Interesting. Yeah, I they have like that. a thunder so, and lightning position that you have to go on to. the sand dunes when that happens, we will do that. But also, I just think I'd rather be in the car. Yeah, well, wow. get ready, everybody. Science with Dad. Ba-dum-bum. So normally, we would have a segment called Science with Dad, which is a little something my family's been doing for about a couple of years now, when we go on our camping trips, it's where my dad, who teaches biology, um, when we're along the trails and stuff, will give us a little science with that tip and he'll explain something, um, you know, he'll see like a leaf or something and he'll give us a whole, a whole like, basically a, a segment on how, whatever about that leaf. <laughs> and unfortunately, since my dad's um, truck is, is um, back in, where are we? Tucson. Back in Tucson. He's <laughs> um, not with us, and so we can't have that signal right now, but stay tuned for that on a later day, a later podcast episode, and we'll have some, some science for dad for you guys. So a month or two ago, when we thought about starting to make a podcast, I asked my friends if they had any questions for us that we should answer on the podcast and Pauline shout out to Pauline over here she asked a question and she is wondering Matthew um what teas do you recommend for um the best I don't remember the word anymore sustenance sustenance does anyone know what that means which we looked it up and it means best tea for strength and sustainability in food. So Makes Matthew, sense. I'm gonna let you take it away and we're gonna okay. hear all about 
Matthew's favorite teas. All right, so um, what I brought with me on the trip here is um, right. we got blueberry and aloe herbal tea, um, cinnamon and blackberry herbal tea, and ginger and peach herbal tea, and then we got um, wildberry uh, on the side over here. And then I, I usually bring uh, vanilla chamomile with me, but uh, I unfortunately ran out of that. So, um, but that that is uh, yeah, that is uh, what definitely one of my favorites. Um, I'd I'd have to say that uh, cinnamon and blackberry and vanilla chamomile are um, my favorites out of all of those. Do they have the most sustenance? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, one hundred percent. Give you the most strength. Yeah. Okay. Um, they just, yeah, they just uh, strengthen me every day. Every day. <laughs> there you go, Pauline. I think you pretty much answered that question. But if anybody else does have more questions you would like to hear us talk about on this podcast, feel free to text us or, you know, reach us, call us, FaceTime us, give us some questions you want <laughs> to hear about on this podcast because I think that would be fun. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, uh, we're gonna get some trailer tips from my dad. Uh, if hey, dad, what's what's going on? Hey, Matt, uh, good to see you over here. Welcome everyone to Trails and Trailers. Uh, my name is Dave, and uh, he asked just for share some tips about trailering with you this afternoon. So uh, just one thing I need to remind you of: trailing is a blast. It's a fun time for the family. But you always have to remember that you know you're you got a uh, a trailer bouncing down the highway things are going to break uh but most of them can be fixed very easily so um, you just have if you've got some skill you google things you can get right back on the road again just today i i, I had a little broken pipe uh on my one of my gray tanks and i uh, went down to walmart we happen to be ca uh, camping right near walmart went down there Bought some of that flex tape and just put it right on there and it solved the problem right now. So you're going to find yourself uh, in different situations where, um, you know, you got to do a quick fix on something. But don't let that ruin your trip because there's more fun to be had. And um, just, just something to keep in mind. It's a hobby and you always want to have just a few tools with you just in case um, so that you can be prepared for what happens out on the road. Um, but things always get fixed and you move on to the next place and have a great time. All right. Thanks for that, Dad. <laughs> this next segment is going to be something we do on every podcast and it was specially requested by my friend Caitlin and it's just going to be a little history lesson about every national park we've gone to because it's kind of interesting to know about what it is that you're looking at and where what's the history of the people living there and everything so um disclaimer most of these facts are found on national park science so they are not from wikipedia they are trustworthy sources just in case, <laughs> just in case any language arts teacher is listening and wondering this okay. is accredited source <laughs> yeah this is for our parents we did not use wikipedia for this information <laughs> okay so yesterday we went to saguaro saguaro we thought it was saguaro <laughs> for the first part of the trip um apparently it's not um we went to saguaro national park um in the morning because it was cooler then because it was 106 degrees there usually um and we saw some pretty cool rock art that was apparently created by the prehistoric huhukam people um usually found in the southwest so it's not just arizona just kind of distributed around there um 
and so there's a lot of different like periods of um who had the like territory of Suwara. Um, so there was the Spanish period, which was from 1692 to 1821. Um, and that just basically introduced a lot of new things to the area. Um, so there was new religion, dress, speech, mining, animals, lots, lots of different things, also diseases. So that's not good, but and then in the after the Spanish period in the mid 1800s there's the Mexican period because of the independence in Mexico um and so more change came as there was an increase of Mexican farmers ranchers and miners moving to the, to southern Arizona and then mid 1800s to present day um is the American period so that's when um we gained the territory with the Gadsden Purchase of 1853. After this, and then after that, the Civil War um, made it kind of boom with prospecting. I don't know what that Interesting. is. Interesting. And mining. mining. I thought for prospecting gold. was mining for gold. I thought it was the same thing. I thought it was the same thing too, but it had an and in between on the sign, so. Okay, maybe, we'll just maybe say it's both. a synonym. Maybe it's a synonym well, and they well, just wanted period, more words. The petroglyphs are before all of that, right? The petroglyphs are before all of that. That's like prehistoric. I don't know what year they mean by that, by prehistoric. But, yeah. Maybe it was on a different sign. Maybe it was on a different sign and I didn't see it. it Sorry is. about that, guys. <laughs> search for mineral deposits. Oh, so the same thing. So it is the same thing. drilling or... Yeah. So it does the same thing. Same so thing. prospecting and mining are the same thing. Just an update. Um, but they did not have very much luck with the mining industry because there was no gold there. Whoops. But, Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Well, yeah, if you ever go to Saguaro, you should go on that hike, though, because it was only 0.3 miles to see the petro the petroglyphs and then only 0.3 miles back. So when it was already, like, what, it was, like, 85 at 8 a.m. or something crazy yeah. like that. It was already that hot, so a 0.6-mile hike was looking a lot better than a 5-mile hike, so, yeah. But we did get really lucky, and when we went on another nature trail, there was a big cloud above our head, so it felt pretty nice. Even oh, though it was, it was pretty nice. It was, it was, it was yeah. in the 90s, which yeah. is just pretty nice. Pretty nice. the comfortable 90s. Pretty nice the comfortable, the comfortable cloudy 90s. Yeah. It was lovely. It was lovely. And a lovely sunset as well. Except then the Camaradas tried to go on a one hour long hike. Oh, well, yeah. I thought we were going to get a good view of the sunset. We from were already the... <laughs> getting a good view. It was you a actually missed I thought, the good Correction, view. I thought we were going to get an even better view from that <laughs> Where, hike. On a wet hill. It was like a desert. Yeah, I think <laughs> well, they actually, like, didn't you go into, like, a valley instead We did. Of... We went into a wash, and then we a decided wash. to turn back. What is a wash? Because it was getting dark. Oh. Yeah, our parents were like, where are and the And unfortunately, uh, we didn't get to see any wildlife out there. Bummer. Oh, I but we that, did see a good a, we did good see trackway a into tarantula hawks. Yeah, we did see uh, a couple tarantula hawks uh, yesterday oh, yeah, hawks, at Saguaro. Sorry. So uh, that was really interesting. Um, am I supposed to explain? Yeah, explain. Yeah, just explain what, are, what, what is are. a tarantula hawk for those who don't know? Oh, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, tarantula hawks um, are... Uh, flying. 
They're flying things. Uh, they're flying insects. Wasps. Are they wasps? Or are they? They're, yeah, they said that they're okay. wasps. And um, I had the misunderstanding that tarantula hawks are tarantulas that can fly, but they aren't. They they fly, yes, but they aren't tarantulas. They're a type of wasp, and they um, sting tarantulas. So Matthew would care to explain. Oh yeah, so um, they their sting paralyzes. So um, once once they sting the tarantula, uh, the tarantula is permanently paralyzed. And, uh, and then uh, it lays its eggs on the tarantula, who then uh, eat the tarantula alive. Oh. So um, yeah. that, that's yeah. a little, uh, that's a couple facts about couple the facts. tarantula hawk. A couple violent facts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. I was also hoping to uh, find uh, maybe a couple of rattlesnakes out there um, at a safe distance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and maybe locate. a Gila monster, but um, did not monster. did not oh, find yeah. any. Oh yeah, we what? didn't really see much maybe next wildlife. Time. We saw a really tiny <laughs> baby chipmunk. Oh, the cute. baby chipmunk was so oh, cute. Oh, and we did. I I did see a uh, desert iguana while out there. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, or was yeah. it a lizard? That, that was about it, though. No, it was a desert iguana. Oh okay. Do they change colors? Aren't those iguanas that change no, colors? No, that's chameleons. Oh, forget <laughs> I said that. Aliens. Forget I said that. Okay. And there was also some cool plant life at oh, Zawaro. Yes. There's a lot of different cactuses. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, Emma Emma can talk more I mean, about that. So, if you are like me and go to Joshua Tree a lot, just kind of picture Joshua Tree, but there's no trees. Instead, there are these really, <laughs> really, really big cactuses. Disclaimer, we were all saying cactus wrong. It's actually cacti, not cactuses. <laughs> so... But who cares? Uh, and they are saguaro cactuses which is why it's called saguaro national park and so some fun facts about these cactus trees um but they're like big enough they're like tree-sized cactuses you know yes um they are the largest cactuses in the u.s and probably saguaro why. means the cactus Whoa, that's very self-explanatory that's very deep there very deep yeah they can grow up to 66 feet tall i definitely feel like we saw wow. some that were that tall so that's interesting oh um my mom read yesterday that when they are in when they have their flowers their flowers only bloom for 24 hours which is why you barely oh, really? any see see any flowers on them um their fruit can be used for food and fruit food and drink sorry couldn't say that and also they can live up to 150 to 200 years um, there's kind of some debate right now on what, how much these weigh, because originally we thought that they could weigh up some to Some handbook tons. said eight tons, but that's four elephants. That's not correct. It is not eight tons. <laughs> it is not. We fact-checked that, and we fact-checked it with Preston. Where oh, did he get the information? He said, about? he found the, on the official National Park website that one foot of a saguaro cactus could weigh up to 90 pounds. So if you... Multiply 90 by 66 feet. That's your answer on how much this saguaro could weigh. But anyways, that's... Either way, that's still very, very heavy. So... Oh, is Julie doing math right now? 5,940 pounds. Don't quote us on that, but I don't <laughs> quote us on that. <laughs> not so entirely that, sure. that's five tons. No. That's not five tons. Is how much ton is a thousand, ton? A thousand pounds. Come on, a ton. A ton oh. is a thousand pounds, right? I think so. I believe so. I'm looking it up. 2,000 pounds. Oh, okay. So it's it's more like two tons. It's Three more tons. like 
two and a half tons. No, it's like one elephant. It's like one elephant. It's like one elephant. For those wondering, it weighs as much as an elephant if it's 66 feet tall. That's the bottom line. That's of how the bottom line. Yes. That's the <laughs> general conclusion. That's the takeaway from this. Yeah. I feel like that kind of wraps up our our history and fun fact segment of Saguaro. So next time we can give you our fun fact segment on White Sands National Park and any other national parks you visit. Before after the, that, yeah. Before the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes we will be doing. Um, our original uh, sure layout exactly. did not work. <laughs> Yeah, we don't really have a set schedule right now because um, uh, it's just we, we don't know what we're going to be doing it every day. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah, and some days are really boring too. Yeah, we like don't want to just talk about drive days. So like, we'll yeah, just be pretty maybe boring. just like at the National Park or something. Yeah, know. maybe per National Park and expect about 10 episodes. That might be too ambitious. That was our original plan. Uh, actually, just... But we don't well, need to we'll, 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 we'll play it by you we'll play it by you no promises no promises. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on to our last segment uh we're going to be doing a, a story about a, uh, any any good stories on uh, previous trips or on this trip, if we if we yeah. happen to have one. Uh, so this time, uh, Mia and Julia are going to tell uh, the story of the Silverton train in Colorado. Uh, disclaimer, I was uh, in a different uh, part of the train and uh, Emma was not there. So um, this is this I is all that. I that morning. I unfortunately <laughs> could not make it to this event. The day I before, think it's fortunately not. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. yeah. Unfortunately, air quotes. Cannot make it. I fainted the morning of because I was dehydrated and had a little bit of elevation sickness. So. All right. Well, here's so, the story. Yeah, take so it the away, Silverton Julia, train. So Silverton to Durango. Silverton to Durango. So the background of this is that. My dad loves trains, and so he convinced everyone in our group to go on this train for fun, and it was disastrous. <laughs> it was supposed to not take a very long time. It ended up being, the way there was okay. The way back was three hours long because we were only going like five miles per hour. It was this old rickety train, nothing old nice. Rickety train. Nothing no. nice, think just like wood. Wood, like, wood only. Yeah. It might have been powered by coal. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Nothing fancy. It was the Silverton to Durango train. I still have the ticket stuff in our trip. Oh, wow. So, Amazing. basically, um, since Emma wasn't there, I sat with Julia instead of sitting with my own family. And so, me and Julia are in this cart together, right? And our, our dads are also in the car, like, behind us or something. Something, something of the sort. They're something in there with us. The and... Um, unfortunately, I drank my whole water at the very beginning of the trip, not expecting it to take three hours. So as you can see, this caused some problems. <laughs> <laughs> there were bathrooms at the back of every single cart, but they were porta potties. They, they were just like a They pit. were they, gross. They were gross. I did not use them. I avoided it at all costs. So I don't know how long we are in into the train ride, but something, something smells bad. Something is like something's off. Something's off. We're like, we were what? playing cards at this. Point. Yes, we were playing cards like on our laps. Yeah. And we smell something, and I turn around and I see this liquid, and it's seeping out from the back of the train, from the back 
train <laughs> where the toilets are. <laughs> and I and I noticed it's like it's traveling. It's like a green like goo monster. It was like coming out. <laughs> and you can imagine the color. It was it was yellow with some some brown bits in there. <laughs> it was a little chunky. It was and, gross. And it's already reached to people's bags that are sitting on the yeah. floor. And I don't remember exactly, but Julian saw it too. And we both picked our stuff up off the floor. And it's traveling pretty quickly. And it got to our feet. And so oh we had God. to exit this cart. And we had to step in this leaked toilet. Fluids. Yes. Yeah, we had to step multiple steps into this. Yes. <laughs> yes. In the in the rest of the train, we had to. We were standing in the back car, and the back car was just open. Open. It was an open car. There was a couple of benches that were full, full. so we were standing full. for the rest of the time, and yeah, yeah, it was an interesting crowd. But there's some prairie uh, dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw one of those. So, on the... so that was like a three hours of of standing. Of standing. Um, after walking yeah, through people's after fluids. Walking through people's fluids, just just thinking about that. <laughs> so but, gross. Um... So gross. What are the chances of this happening? It overflowed. Like I know. Something and went only wrong. in our car. Only in our car. The rest of our group was fine. But fortunately but, it didn't hit our bags because I saw it hit and seep into people's bags that were on the floor who didn't notice that it was happening. Which can you even imagine that would be so awful. But we got out of there in time. We still had to walk through it unfortunately but and then we had to stand the rest of the way. So Silverton and Durango train do not recommend very We actually experience. got a refund. Oh, which is good. That's good. Yes. That's good. But um yeah, so, yeah, our dad was a little sad that didn't work out. And Emma was good to faint that morning, because she didn't have to experience that. <laughs> yeah. I took her place. I, I experienced it for her. But the one good thing that came out of this was I wrote about this in sixth grade for one of my, my narrative writings, which is, you know, good story, I guess. Good story. <laughs> and, yeah. That's, that's our story. That's the memorable Memory. Memorable moment, if you will. Don't wrap it up. Yep, okay. Yeah, so, we said memorable. <laughs> thanks for listening to our podcast, guys. This was a really fun time. I hope you come back for our next one. We're not quite sure how many we're going to have, but this was really fun. I hope you liked it. Bye. 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 Bye.